0: Oh my god, boys, it's the Gooncast! Yes, hi, hello, welcome back to this shit show of a thing. Yeah, hi, I'm James, also known as Saber0307. How's it going?
1: Yeah, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, what it does do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cat, aka The Attack Cat, on Twitch, uh, a dialogue designer by day, writer slash horror enthusiast by night, sometimes in a convent.
0: Oh. Sometimes oh. you're weeping. How topical. Sometimes you're weeping.
1: Yeah, oh god.
0: <laughs> and I'm one.
1: drowning my children in the river behind my house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ain't been caught yet.
1: Hey! <laughs>
2: and once again, it's your boy, Leal, the Valley Jester, fantasy and horror enthusiast. And, uh, I apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So, um, if, if, if you're not interested in the topics of this particular episode, you can blame Kat and myself, because she suggested the first one as a joke, Yep. And then I forced it upon us, and also suggested our second second film. So, uh, yeah, what are, what are we talking about? We're We're gonna talk
2: about a filmmaker we really like, <laughs> and a couple films of his that we
0: really, really don't like. I don't Which, even know. Well, they're not even his, his films. He yeah, just it executive produced them. Yeah, to his credit,
1: credit yeah, to his credit, it's just like the universe he made, and they're like, we want to keep milking this, and he's just like, all right, I'm a producer, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: you could you could slap my name on there for no. extra extra bingos. Yeah, we're here to talk about the nun and the curse of La Llorona.
2: <laughs> oh boy.
1: Yeah. So,
2: oh boy.
1: Yeah i I have seen I had seen both of these films before we watched them together. And um hated both of them, uh, but I found the nun to be funnier, and so therefore I suggested it to the Goon Squad. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess do we want to kick it off with the nun, because I think we probably have uh, more of a mixed bag for it or do you know uh, yeah, let's, let's i
2: think maybe maybe a quick like overview of our our james wan slash conjuring verse exposure
1: Ooh, okay good do you want to go first
2: yeah I, um, I'll, I'll just get mine out of the way um i'll save a good deal of my my admiration for wan's earlier work Hell for yeah. when we do our top 10 uh horror films episode oh. because uh he will have representation
1: oh shit um
2: but i i i adore james Wan as a writer and a filmmaker and he he hit a great stride starting out with you know i, I i'm tired of all the metaverse bullshit all the interconnected universes uh-huh. and everything but uh-huh. as far as the conjuring verse went it started off okay uh-huh. and um i i think conjuring the first one as like an isolated thing it's kind of the same way i always saw like Mm -hmm. as an isolated singular film it's fucking great Mm -hmm. and then you know to to lesser degrees i think insidious is all right and then the conjuring sequels the second one started to lose a little bit. The third one is absolute dog water that we've got an episode on. You oh, know, you're welcome to go back and listen to that one. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: thankfully he he had nothing to do with that outside of once again slapping his name on as a producer. Yeah, yeah. but he he but he birthed this thing. He
2: mm-hmm. like, did. He he's not he's not getting off scot free. Like Oppenheimer didn't launch the missile.
0: Look, it's not his fault. He keeps making horror franchises that studios then turn into dog water.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. What, what I'm are saying
0: you blame is we need more on like James Dead Wan. Silence. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah where's where our Dead so Silence lu- I, expanded I, I, universe? I, oh my god.
0: <laughs> film per puppet.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so, in short, I, I, I love the majority of James Wan's like work and artistic direction, but this whole Conjuring cinematic universe just... It went off the rails fast, mm-hmm. and it's and it's drawing way too much positive attention to the absolute fucking carny that is Ed Warren.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. The, the
2: PT Barnum of the
0: Catholic Church.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Listen, yep.
0: listen, listen. Zach Baggins is carrying his torch, all right. Zach Baggins is the new PT Barnum. I I cannot argue. Actually, with
1: this. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> So tell me, do you want to go? Can, God, can you imagine, like, how many people have, have put those two together in their minds? I think it, I, I think it numbers among the, like, tens.
0: Can you imagine? <laughs> and they're all Gooncast listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> can you imagine 20 to 50 years from now when we're getting Conjuring-esque no, movies no. about Zach Bagan's career? <laughs> oh, no. yo.
1: Oh my god. No, wait, I'm on board. Yeah, actually, that sounds kind of amazing.
2: I want, I want James Wan to write, direct, and produce like, a like phasmophobia na- movie <laughs> with Zach Baggins as the main character. Like
1: yeah. 90-year-old James Wan. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: old as fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah,
0: that's that's where I stand. I, I guess for okay. me, in regards to the the Conjuring stuff, I really like the first two, slightly less the second one because of the the obvious rewrites and reshoots that made the third act far um, more bombastic in introducing the fucking nun. And the nun, because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like well, one of the things that that kind of like irks me about, like yeah, yeah, like like. I, I, Ed Warren, Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, they're they're fucking charlatans or whatever. They do mm-hmm. kind of seem like nice-ish people in some of the interviews I've seen of them. And, like, some of the people talking about them, they seem nicest or whatever. But, like, I'm more interested in kind of, like, individual investigations. And the fact that they introduced this stupid nun into The Conjuring 2, and it's like, <clears throat> oh, she, she's, like, connected to and and tying all these movies together it just kind of makes yeah. the individual investigations feel less special you don't really need to have like some like poltergeist-esque singular ghost tracking yeah. this family throughout their entire life or whatever for some uh.
1: reason everyone wants their thanos even yeah. when it just like really doesn't work in every like we don't need a horror movie thanos we just you know yeah. if you had if you had just individual movies of the Warrens investigating various demons or ghosts or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, that could have been be cool. much stronger. That that'd
0: yeah. be that'd be super neat. Uh, so yeah, I like the first two movies. I, I hadn't seen The Nun or La Llorona before last week. <laughs> uh, I have not I have not watched any of the stupid Annabelle movies. And the fact that Annabelle had her own trilogy before the Warrens had a trilogy was fucking funny. Uh mm-hmm. and uh Conjuring 3 is one of the most repugnant pieces of shit I've ever goddamn seen. Uh mm-hmm. so I went into these movies with very no very, very little expectations especially based on what I had heard.
1: Yeah. But absolutely. we uh,
2: But we do love us on the Gooncast some malignant. Yes. Oh
1: yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So yeah, um it, to 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 jump off that, I have kind of always had a bit of a love-hate relationship with James Wan. Because I think my... In- well, my introduction to him was probably the one that like most people were introduced to him, which the first Saw movie. Oh, yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously very well-written, very nice movie. Spawned a kind of not great franchise, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's some there's some hits in there. Listen, major listen. misses, but some hits.
0: For me, that <laughs> franchise is golden all the way through mm-hmm. until you get to Spiral. It's not good gold. It's like fool's is gold. It's not good
1: gold. It's, yeah. It, I love yeah. how... <laughs>
0: Stupid that franchise gets, because yes. it gets preposterous and ridiculous and silly and dumb. Tobin yeah, Bell is great. Exactly. Donnie Wahlberg yeah. is always a gem.
1: Yeah, to- Tobin Bell really carries a lot of the franchise. Yeah. Um, but but ultimately, also it's just kind of like they're they're schlock and they're oh, kind of not trying schlock. not to be schlock, and that's 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 yeah. what I dig about them. But
0: until spiral
1: happened, <laughs> until yeah, 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 spiral, <laughs> spiral was. Was its own thing, but yeah, that's not to say they're good. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but then you know, I, I also, um, then I started, uh, you know, I, w- I would go see the Conjuring movies in theaters, and I wasn't really like following Juan's career at this point, so I, you know, I, I could tell that there was a lot of money behind these movies, and there was clearly a lot of talent behind the camera, but there was a lot that didn't hit for me because a lot of it was cheap jump scares you know it was it was the sort of like this is what puts butts in seats and then this is what gets teenagers to stop making out enough to like pay attention to your movie and start like you yeah know, it's getting it's a, into it
0: it's a shame too because like the ending of conjuring one kind of falls a bit of a part when it goes into like the dumb exorcism shit Correct. less less Correct. even more so with conjuring too but like there's yes. some really solid, subtle, spooky horror moments oh, in it. yes. Like, yes. I, in Conjuring hide, 1, hide-and-seek, yeah, hide with and the clapping.
1: Yeah. So good. It, I mean, obviously, like, it's one of those things that it was in the trailer, so it was kind of spoiled, but, man, yeah. it was... I mean, there's a reason it was in the trailer. It's pretty iconic. And, <laughs> um, the, God,
0: what, what the fuck was this Bill Wilkinson, like, his ghost shit in Conjuring 2, where it's, like, she turns mm-hmm. off the TV and you see his reflection in the TV, and then she turns mm-hmm. around and he's not there. That's solid... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crooked Man was genuinely great, especially mm-hmm. knowing after the fact that it's like that's a real super tall lengthy, lanky human. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's really fucking cool. But then yeah. the nun shows up and does CGI ghost face and screams.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but then basically, like, after, after a couple of those, I saw uh, Dead Silence on Netflix. And I was just like, holy shit. I love this stuff. And then I was like, wait, this is the same guy yeah. that does all of these like, you know, huge budget uh, you know, but really kind of like for the masses horror. And I was just like, okay. He's he's got something. Maybe it's not what the studios want all the time and maybe it's just him giving it what the st- into what the studios want, but a lot of times he's he's fucking he's got something. He's got he's got, you know, just just knowing that, like, not only does he have, he has an eye for movies, and he also has a storytelling sensibility that I really gel with when mm-hmm. he's allowed to just, like, cut fucking loose. Yeah, um, it's,
0: it's a quote, Cordry FX, who I, I referenced at the start with the fucking, oh my god, boys, it's the nun. Uh, <laughs> he is an ideas man. And yeah. his ideas are normally really, really, really good. He may get attached yeah. to stuff where it's like, more big-budget studio stuff where he mm-hmm. has less control, but, like, at the same time, like, even with Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2, where it, it does devolve in a jump-scare shit, like, the yeah. camera work in cinematography is strong, yeah. and the performances yeah. he gets out of his actors is strong.
1: Yeah. Um, Especially
2: when you have A-listers, like, Gooncast's favorite, Joey King...
1: Yeah, hell yeah four
2: years before her appearance in the masterpiece wish upon yeah.
1: hell yeah yeah exactly that, you know what conjuring one probably put her on the map so we really do have james wan to thank for everything joey king <laughs>
2: it, it put joey king on the map in our hearts
1: <laughs> yes it did
0: 100 <laughs> 100
1: um but then yeah uh i i am also i have never one to not watch a shitty horror movie on streaming services so, you know, at some point The Nun popped up somewhere. I watched it. At some point La Llorona popped up somewhere. I watched it. Um The Nun, I there's like one scene in The Nun that I remembered extremely distinctly and it was the scene that I that I sort of I basically I convinced you guys to watch by saying like there's just there's one scene I need you all to see. <laughs> and we'll get into that. But um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I think I think James Wan is great at the, at the heart of everything, but a lot of the stuff that kind of like comes out of the movie, like, you know, th- that the studios are like, oh, this worked. What if we just do it, but without paying, you know, James Wan to be the director and it's like, uh, doesn't, it uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know, not quite. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. what if, what if we made an entire trilogy about some stupid doll
1: oh, that yeah, does nothing? I- I was going to say, I have seen those movies, and they are, they're something. Oh,
0: oh, oh I, I can imagine. In fact, uh, yeah. you know, to continue our James Wan train, I, I, I'm thinking that at some point later down the road, we should all go through the Annabelle trilogy together.
1: Oh my god, we should. Absolutely. That would be great. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a very long time since I watched those, So I, and I can tell you, I, I barely remember anything about them. Because nothing really happens.
0: Yeah, it's, a, but it's anyway. stupid. It's a stupid. <laughs> to my understanding, it's a stupid doll who doesn't really do yeah. anything, and then, yeah, then all of a sudden, some blackout yeah. demon thing turns out to be big bad, and then they like, like, scare it away.
1: I and believe it you goes into hibernating uh. <laughs> or something.
0: That sounds right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I have vague memories of one that's like a period piece in the seventies. I have vague memories of like. They you remember the scene in the second Conjuring movie where they did the like the nurses that had her for a bit and they talk about that Oh that's the part first, of... that's
0: the first movie. It's that the first, first Conjuring yeah that's movie? That's, how the, that's how the Conjuring okay. one opens.
1: Yeah, so they expand on that scene in one of the Annabelle movies. Yeah. I don't remember which one, but I, th-
0: I think the first Annabelle movie because the yeah. second one is an origin story of the stupid doll.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the seventies period piece one, and yeah, then, and
0: then the, third the third one is, has is the, the daughter.
1: Of, yeah, yeah. it's the daughter of the Warrens. Like
0: and I heard, it turns getting into getting
1: babysat, and it's, like
0: it's just goosebumps. Yeah.
1: It is the R-rated Absolutely. goosebumps, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it's exactly like that because it's very much like, oh, my parents have all this spooky shit, and then we unleash all the spooky shit.
0: Yeah, and it's like, oh, oh. no, we got to get everything back in its cabinet before my parents come home. God <laughs> God the problems tomorrow with Black Magic. Goddamn spooky dead kids. Speaking of spooky dead kids, let's talk about the nun.
2: Man, I loved the nun when it was called Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: so yeah. I I
2: I
0: I didn't hate the nun nearly as much as I thought it I, no, it was- I- I kind of like it. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of elements where I think in the hands of a better screenplay, like if they mm-hmm. re, like retooled elements and and mm-hmm. made it its own standalone thing and didn't try to like force it to shoehorn into the opening of Conjuring One. Yeah, it could have worked pretty solid. And mm-hmm. also maybe add in some fucking rules so the nun is like
1: it, yeah, so she's not some just afraid <laughs> of Yeah,
0: because the, the the nun her shtick is. She'll appear and, and, and stand there menacingly, and then spooky shit happens. Like, yeah. like, like literally anything. She can like manipulate reality or something. Mm-hmm. is basically Freddy Krueger dream logic, but like in the real world, so it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yep. And all of her characters kind of turn into idiots whenever she's around. Yep. Like, oh man, I know we need to stick together, but let's all split up because we see spooky shit like yep. it's is yeah
1: so the the one scene from this movie that i remembered very very distinctly was we have a of course you know this director understands setup and payoff so this doesn't come out of nowhere it very clearly shows us oh there are bells on all the graves because sometimes when you were buried like back in like the you know 1800s the 1700s whatever you weren't really dead, and then it was oh shit! Like how do we not accidentally bury people alive and murder them that way? So you have a little bell to ring on the grave.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: uh, at one point, the there is a, a the, so the main characters are um, this this older priest who um, visits the CGI Vatican. And then uh has the c- to go c-
0: excuse me, the CGI <laughs> the, 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 the fucking the fucking Catholic CIA. It's yes, not even the yes. Vatican. The,
1: the the green screen Vatican and yeah. the <laughs> <Catholic> CIA. <laughs> yeah the Vatican Father, Father is the CIA Burke.
2: in this
0: movie.
1: Yes.
2: Father yeah, Father Burke is part of Vatican thirteen from Helsing. He's part <laughs> yes. of like that sect of paladin assassins they don't talk about.
0: Yeah, yes. it's like his, his his like like superior priests are acting like fucking FBI agents or CIA agents and they're being all Your mysterious mission, and you shit.
1: You choose to accept it. Yeah, and
0: it's like, we're gonna slide you the mission briefing dossier in this man- vanilla envelope and they just, like, slide it to him across the table. It's like, bro, go man. Find,
1: what? Go find... Go find... Go uh, find... Uh, Vera Farmiga's baby sister, <laughs> yeah. who is a nun. <laughs> yeah. Or... or I'm sorry, she's not a nun. She's she, a novitiate. Yeah. Yes. and uh, And take her to Romania and figure out why... This one nun in this one convent killed herself uh, because we're pretty sure demons are involved. Yeah. Because um, so, a nun will
0: only kill herself when demons are involved.
1: Okay, yes.
2: This, this impetus for a plot is mm-hmm. fucking wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I understand that, like, They're they're playing the the Catholic angle of like, okay, suicide is the ultimate sin. So Mm -hmm. for a nun to do that, it's like really, you know, it's a really bad look for the, you know, for the whole group. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, wouldn't this just be something that the mother superior would deal with and then like Uh talk to the Vatican? Why is the Vatican sending its like super exorcist assassin to to go look into things?
1: See Exactly. And I will <laughs> I will get more into why that is a problem in a bit. Um but first I wanna talk I wanna talk about my favorite scene, which is the they bell. they get to the yeah, they they get to this convent. Oh, and we should also mention Frenchie he
0: sucks. Yeah, Fuck Frenchie! Okay, I don't want to so, talk about Frenchie. So hold on, hold on. Frenchie. I'll yours. talk about Frenchie. He's. He's, damn it. he's a French Canadian who's in Ram- Romania, and he insists that people call him Frenchie. And it's mm-hmm. like nobody calls him Frenchie. This is dumb. <laughs> this is real dumb. And he's mm-hmm. like, they give him like all the stereotype, like, like, like French stuff, where mm-hmm. he's like a, a suave ladies' he's like an
1: man, yeah. yeah.
0: but it's and it's like, oh, but I'm I'm French Canadian. And he's so painfully
2: undersexed.
0: Yeah,
1: it's (laughs) it's it's
0: it's ridiculous. Uh,
2: He's he's that kid who like gave himself a nickname in high school. Like, you know, the one he'd walk around the hallways between math and science wearing a Naruto headband and swears that everybody calls him like Slade. It's like, yeah. no one calls you Slade, yeah. Danny. Yeah.
0: And, and for context for Cat's Bell scene, Father Burke had an excellent... They literally... Because again, as Cat said, this director understands setup and payoff, but by setup mm-hmm. and payoff, what she means is they reference something, and then immediately in the next scene, it comes into play.
1: Yes. Most of <laughs> yeah. the time. So yeah. Father We're Burke... What a cook.
0: Father, yeah, like, Father Burke will g- gives his, like, Tragic backstory of a failed exorcism with a little boy. Mm-hmm. The little boy died because demons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cat, talk about the little boy in the
1: past. <laughs> okay, so basically, like, the nun, because again, she operates under dream logic for some reason. The nun manages to trick Father Burke into, like, splitting up from... Uh uh I I don't know I don't remember her character's name but Irene. It's Armiga's character. Irene, thank you. Um he splits up from her and from Frenchie and he's like basically reliving the failed exorcism and then he ends up getting like tossed into a coffin in like an open grave. <laughs> like literally tossed. Yeah. It's kind of like like you know again it's it's Freddy Krueger logic so she yeah. just like a priest Yeah, she manipulates him into fucking, like, you know, getting, getting bopped into this coffin. (laughs) And then the camera (laughs) zooms out, the dirt, like, covers over the top of, like, the coffin, like, you know, again, dream logic, doesn't make any fucking sense, instantly, instantly covered with, like, grass and shit, like, it's not been disturbed in ages, and then it zooms out, and you see... You see that the tombstone has his name on it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just him screaming and ringing the bell, and it's the best fucking and scene then it, in the movie. And then
2: it pans up, and there's Robert Englund, and he says, <laughs> Time to take a dirt nap, bitch! Yeah.
1: It's great. Exactly. Exactly. My, and- my- and, and- To the movie's credit, they then kind of like you know the nun kind of manipulates uh, Irene into thinking that like all the bells are ringing, so she can't just like find him by the sound of his voice. No, Uh, okay.
2: As far as (laughs) Volok, as far as Volok's power, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to let them flex the idea that Volok is very powerful. He's this he's this very powerful demon, and maybe the extent of his power right now is that. Since since the nuns are, like, containing his evil to the Abbey, like, as long as you're within the, the cursed ground of the Abbey, he has power. Okay, mm-hmm. but establish a list of things that he can do. Also, please explain to me why he feels compelled to constantly stay in the form of a nun. Mm-hmm. Now, like, if he's doing that to blend in with the nuns yeah. and, like, freak their shit out, okay, we've established is, he's done that in the past. Which is
1: what they literally said in the movie. They're like, he's, he, you know, he's shape-shifting and manipulating us into thinking other things are happening or, like, that he's one of us kind of thing. Like, he's Trister.
2: So why would he remain in this form if... It no longer matters.
1: Because, because lee. Fuck you, oh that's why. my god, why. it's the nun. <laughs> because
2: because merchandising. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: exactly. My my
0: my favorite thing about the nun, and and I I, I realize this after re-watching Mr. Gigi's review of the nun, is the mm-hmm. fact that uh, every single time the nun appears there's, like, this ominous Gregorian chanting, almost as if, like, it's, like, a WWE entrance theme. She's, like, about to walk down the hall with the title belt or something like that. It's just, like... Yeah, accompanied to the ring by Paul Bearer, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's dumb. It's fucking... God well, damn it. Okay, let me... Let me actually
2: say some, some nice things here, because, okay, again, structurally and conceptually... I really, really like what they went for here because it's a formula that's proven. Mm-hmm. This is like a a flavor of the week, like episodic story. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like you were talking about earlier, with like, I want to see each movie about the Warrens be a different case. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we were watching this, folks, I pitched the idea of an old pulp noir character named Solomon Kane. Mm-hmm. Solomon Kane is this religious, uh, not bounty hunter, he's he's more like a, a, a Roman crusader, mm-hmm. um, swashbuckling, you know, uh, icon of justice. He, he fights demons and shit. Um, I mean, and also he's a product of his time, so he fought a lot of colored people. Bear with me here. Anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. So the idea of, you got Father Burke, who is the, you know, the seasoned exorcist paladin with a past that he can't escape. You know, he accidentally killed a child while performing an exorcism because it was kind of a brutal exorcism. Like, I need to go back and watch it, but I think if you pause it, there's a few frames where he's beating this kid with a set of jumper cables. (laughs) And then you've got Sister Irene, who has a, a personal attachment to the site of the haunting. So again. There's a Vampire Hunter D thing going on. D shows up to fight evil. Mm-hmm. Touches base with the person who's going to be his sidekick for the episode who already has a pre-existing involvement with the plot. Mm-hmm. And then you throw Frenchie in there because you need the you need the, the character that relief. can that can kind of bring some levity mm-hmm. and, you know, if D is going to be the stoic hunter, then you need you know, in the case of D you need his left hand who just talks shit all the time. You need Frenchie. Okay. Here's your formula. Now have all three of them survive every movie and have them fight a different creature each time. Beautiful. I I'd be in father Burke had a lot of possibilities he was always carrying around like a big briefcase full of sacred armaments and tools. He didn't fucking use any of them, but theoretically, he was a jack of all trades. And there you go. We yeah. don't need to tie in all the shit in the conjuring verse. We don't need to have the nun as the as the big villain. Maybe fuck it. Maybe have Valak, but like, you know, just have the first scene with him You know, uh, being the nun to like. Make us realize, oh shit, as a viewer, that's the demon from Conjuring 2. And then have him do new different shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was just so forced to try and make yeah. this new idea part of the Conjuring universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have, to t- they have to tie in everything into everything. So it's like, Frenchie gets possessed and <laughs> yeah. turns out to be the, the person that they showed off. At the start of of Conjuring One, and yeah. and is the reason why the Warrens were introduced to Valak. As oh as... my god!
2: I just I I was when I was watching this, you know you you, you two you two watched it with me on our on our last uh, like big watch party night. Mm-hmm. And folks, every like five minutes, I was kind of saying shit like, hey, "This is this is cool." Yeah, hey, not yeah. bad. Like. Yeah. You know, they find the corpse, like, they find a corpse that Frenchie relocated, and it's sitting up, and they're like, oh, shit, when I brought that in here, I laid it down. I didn't set it up like that. And I'm like, oh, this is like a spooky D&D campaign just getting started. This yes. is this is Ravenloft. Let's go. Yes. This, is, this is badass. Strahd is going to show up in 30 minutes and fight <laughs> Father Burke. This will be awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: But... They just couldn't help it. No, they they, just,
0: help. they, they
1: couldn't, couldn't help it. No,
0: nope. and and they they kept doing silly, stupid shit. Like you know, Father Burke likes puzzles, so he keeps dropping puzzle references every like uh, oh, ten God. minutes.
2: I'm okay with him having a quirk, but that's so dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then
0: then they also had to like stick in like action movie one liners every now and then. Like you know, the nun yeah. at the end is like, "You can't do nothing, Frenchman," and he's like, "I'm French Canadian." And then, like, yeah. saves the day. And it's
1: like, come on now. And then there's also, like, the, the quip where, like, uh, Frenchie shows up with a shotgun, but, like, doesn't shoot the oh, thing. Yeah. And, then, and then Father Burke's like, well, next time you use the shotgun, you're like, ha 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 ha, yeah, okay, like, this is a Marvel movie yeah. now, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> like, and
2: then Valet goes, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> and Frenchie shoots him and goes, oh, oh it's just been revoked. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's like the... the, the, the the time for prayer comes later. Right now the time for action, cockshot Shotgun. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's, it, it, yeah. it's, considering I, how bad I heard this movie was, it wasn't nearly as bad it, as I wanted or, or expected. As yes. you <laughs> wanted. I wanted this to suck well, ass. I, I did, honestly. Yeah.
1: I wanted to have
0: fun ripping into it. And I did have a little bit of fun with it, but s- like...
1: So, yeah. I, I, I feel like it, it rides that line of like, it's not... So like, you know, I, I think I was definitely expecting like anger inducing like fun, you know, where it's just like you're just so mad at it, but like that's Axum. part of the exactly Axum or Fear Street or uh uh the fucking the, the, no, I'm not I'm not even gonna put Texas chainsaw in that because I did not have hey, to there nothing there.
0: enjoyable. I um, didn't I didn't remind Lee. <laughs> 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 it was your fault this time.
1: <laughs> but but you know, like like this one, this one, like it's not it's not boring bad. It's like oh. kind of fun, cheesy bad. Where like you're almost like you guys almost got it. There's yeah. there's things in here that could have been good if you know if if James Wan had directed it, it probably would have been. Yeah,
0: fun. yeah. For for me, um, this this falls into the terms of, uh, of the this falls into the idea of, of disappointment for me because like it it, mm. it had it surprisingly had potential to either be actually something that was schlocky fun, Mm -hmm. like, malignant, or, like, genuinely a neat idea, or Mm -hmm. it it had potential to be, like, really, 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 really stupid, Mm -hmm. and, like, entertainingly bad, and Mm -hmm. it goes back and forth, and then there's also, like, a lot of, like, stupid, boring shit in it as well, and it's Mm -hmm. just, like, I wanted it to be either really, like, like, so bad it's good or like genuinely schlocky fun slash good yeah like, it was kind of neither for me i
1: i think one of i i want to say it was lee but i know it was one of you mentioned that like father burke especially because by the end of the movie like he gets like an eye scratched out yeah or whatever. that was lee yeah
2: i wanted him to have an eye patch
1: well, yeah and like imagine there's just like an eye-patched priest roaming the countryside dealing with, like, demonic possessions and that's your fucking franchise. I'm in. That would be amazing. I'm in. Yeah.
2: Like, so fucking deep. (laughs) Like, play the angle of him being part of, you know, the Vatican's get shit done order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, my version, like, I'm already gonna start writing shit because this this inspired me. Like, Mm -hmm. have him walking around with, like, a cane... Because like maybe that you know past exorcism tragedy left him like injured, but it's yeah. a fucking blessed silver cane sword that yeah.
1: he fights monsters oh my with. God. Yes, yeah, there you
0: go. Go, go, go. Go, full, go full Schlock.
1: Holy shit! Make
0: him make him more Paladin Alexander. Exactly. Yeah. Give me
2: Paladin Alexander from Helsing with the four D bayonet bullshit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the God. Um, the other thing that I noticed, which you you brought up earlier, Lee, which was the. You know, like what? Like, why are they sending the the like, you know, the, the get shit done Vatican CIA to yeah. investigate this convent? And uh, I did I, I rewatched the movie this morning just to kind of like get it a little bit fresher in my mind. I didn't even want to bother with the other one. <laughs> um, but basically, like the the convent is very cloistered in that they have like. Um. Once the gates close for the evening, they're not allowed to be opened until the next, like oh, until like right. sunrise. Yeah. yeah, and um, they kind of like the movie sort of wants to have its cake and eat it too. In that, in my mind, when I watched it for the first time, it was really obvious that like all the nuns were dead yeah. or like otherwise oh, yeah. incapacitated. But when you get there, the priest and the and the novitiate like act like they're just here to interview the, you know, the, the you know, the, what was it? The Abbess? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Mother Superior. They're they're
1: here, yeah, they're here to interview Mother Superior and the rest of the nuns and get the lowdown on, like, what has happened. But, like, the movie also makes it very obvious that there's something very wrong with, like, all of the nuns, and I'm like, yeah, they're all dead. That's yeah. why they're sending Chief Exorcist like so and so over here. Yeah, yeah. Y-
2: yeah, when they when they framed and the abbess as just a black veil yeah, and, and she's just James like, and I are like, okay, we're arguing over there. like she's either it a corpse or or, or the or the shroud is empty. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: And also, yes, and then she exactly. was
2: both.
0: Also, yes. too.
1: yes, exactly. And like, but <laughs> the movie the movie takes forever to get there because basically, like, you get to the point where um, you know, I, Novichy and Irene is like praying with all the nuns, and then, like, Father Burke and Frenchie come back from having, like, you know, just almost not shotgunned, you know, Valak in the face, and she's just like, it was group prayer! Group prayer is what saved the day! And they're like, what group? And you look around and, like, all of the nuns she had been praying with aren't there anymore! Whoa! And then it
2: cuts to Valak, like, slapping his knee, going, (laughs) oh, man! That was good!
0: Yeah. And
1: it's just like, it's just like, movie! We know. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> to quickly cycle We figured
1: it out an hour ago. <laughs>
0: to quickly cycle back just for context, Kat, cuz mm-hmm. I don't think you've seen mm-hmm. Helsing. Uh mm. this is Alexander Anderson. This is what me and Lee want Father Burke to be. Like this badass
1: motherfucker. Oh, I have I I do know who this guy is. I've seen I've seen enough clips of Helsing a bridge to okay, know who bu- this guy is. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's great. Like He's, he's like the super devout Catholic and he gets very upset when Protestants are involved.
1: Yeah, the
2: only thing he hates more than vampires. <laughs> are <laughs> Protestants. Are people who worship his God the wrong way.
0: It's, it's wonderful. He's wow, like that's
1: that. A, so Catholic. Yeah. And, oh, he's. <laughs> he keeps referring to, uh,
0: that. he keeps referring to, uh, uh, uh. Segres Victoria or no no no, no Integra Helsing Integra. yeah Integra Helsing is a Protestant whore. yeah Protestant oh my god whore. it's it's delightful <laughs> he's just so devoutly Catholic
1: wow it's wonderful that is that is fantastic <laughs> yeah
0: it's 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 delightful and that's what I want Father Burke to be God damn it I want yeah. him to be this and he, this badass the, demon hunter
1: yeah that's the the shitty thing was that like. He really was, you know, like, he was a very, like, the character and the actor, like, there was so much potential there. The Like, the guy playing him was so good, and you just wanted to see more of him, but the script gave him, like, nothing. <laughs> Yeah, he was, like grasping. He was still. He still. You know. He didn't pull a Kit Harington in uh, Resident Evil revel- or uh, sorry, Silent, Resident Hill. Evil, Silent Hill revelations. Um, but he still like he couldn't do anything. Like yeah. you know, even with a bad script, he was still at least somewhat watchable. Uh, and yeah, it's just like I just want like give us a like if if this had been independent of The Conjuring, and you had just been like, yeah, we're just gonna have a have a demon slayer priest. Franchise, sign me up. <laughs> I, 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 th- I
0: think that's what the Pope's exorcist is supposed to be now, because oh, apparently Pope's exorcist got a got got a sequel in the works yeah. now, and I'm like, let's I mean, go, let's go. That's
1: honestly pretty awesome.
0: I'm with it. Yeah, let's I, go. I, I, I haven't I haven't seen it, but I like Russell Crowe enough. I'm willing okay. to give it a chance. I expect mm-hmm. it to be terrible.
2: I mean, I'm super down yeah. for it to be Russell Crowe because it's actually in like the way my head and visualizes this kind of thing, I want the priest to be old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want him to be an older <laughs> dude who's seen some shit. Yeah. I don't want mm-hmm. young plucky, you know, ah, oh, this is my first mission with the Vatican. Mm-hmm. No, I that. sure didn't expect this when I signed mm-hmm. up for choir.
0: Yeah, no, fuck, fuck fuck that nonsense. I'm tired of fucking origin stories and, and all that other stupid <laughs> shit. Like, I don't, I don't need the origin for fucking every goddamn character. like no, I, I, w- I, be would, be I would not be Pedro surprised. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, there yes. you go. I, w- I would yes.
0: not be surprised if at some point we get a fucking nun prequel that's like a fucking <coughs> origin story for Father Burke. Or an origin story for the fucking nun, even though the nun. This is supposed oh to be the nun's origin. This is the
1: nun origin. story.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we no, thought we was going to be. We can go deeper.
1: Be, I, can go deeper. Thought, God we, damn it! We
0: thought the first Annabelle movie was going to be the origin story for Annabelle, but then they did an origin story. You know for, what?
1: Sequel. You're right. You're right. These,
0: these 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 writers in Hollywood—they're hacks. They have to fucking do origin stories for fucking everything. It's, and That's it's and, and instead of like picking the one spooky thing in the conjuring that was genuinely spooky fucking the crooked man with the stupid nun
1: <laughs> like
0: that's the thing like the nun's not a character no valak is not a character she just stands no. there menacingly the crooked mm-hmm. man is a character
1: she... yeah but the the problem is she had a very distinctive look which like the crooked man for all, for as interesting as he is, is Slender Man. Sure. But the nun was like a unique thing that they could brand <laughs> and milk the shit out of.
0: Sure, but when has that ever yeah. stopped Studios? Hmm? When has that ever stopped Studios,
1: though? No, you're, no, it's it's just that between the two, they were like, hmm, this is the one we should go with so that, you know, Marble Hornets YouTube channel doesn't sue us. <laughs> Fuck
0: you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's sued by Marlboro Hornets, the tall, creepy—they <laughs> they couldn't even sue him anyway because Victor Slender Man.
1: <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying,
0: <laughs> there, there's going to be a lawsuit over the nun. I'm sure some asshole drew a picture of a
1: spooky nun like 20 years ago oh, and god. is going to sue Warner Brothers over it. Oh my god! I wish. God damn it.
0: Fuck the nun.
1: All right, fuck the nun. <laughs> but also.
2: But also right. kind of watch the nun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's free, so you not That's to
0: that's my weird pay kind any money of,
1: for it. Like
0: well, it's free if you have HBO Max.
1: Sure, sure. It's free I, on a streaming service.
2: I guess that's my my weird summary to, to round that one up is man, this movie's like really underwhelming, but just
0: enjoyable enough that I would recommend you go watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, basically. Hey, you want to know what's not enjoyable? The Curse of La Llorona?
1: Yeah, oh. great song. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: unless, unless you're going to just sit there and just make fun of the fact that uh, they keep mentioning the dead dad, like, every five minutes. <laughs> oh, the, God. The, running, right. the running
1: joke of our watch party was every time uh, Linda Cardellini, like, opened her mouth, she was reminding somebody about her dead husband, who was a cop. Yeah, th- there's th- can, can somebody
2: okay. take this one? I don't want to talk right, about all this right, fucking all right. movie. Alright, so basically... This piece of shit.
0: Uh, for those who are unaware, La Llorona is, like, part of Mexican folklore. She is a woman, I think in the 1800s, maybe earlier, who, who married a man, and they had two kids. And then, um... One day she caught her husband cheating on her and in in like a bout of insanity, drowned her two kids in a river. Uh, and then when she came to her senses, uh, she was really sad and distraught that she did that. So she drowned herself, and now she's like a spooky ghost lady that, that, that people in Latin American countries uh, tell their kids to be like, you know, on the lookout for kind of almost like a boogeyman figure, so to yeah. speak. Like, and you know, then the white man appropriates it for cheap for, money. For, for cheap Hollywood yeah. movies. Yep. Uh, yep. movies yeah, that's, that's the movie is allegedly set in the 70s, but it...
1: We want to be very, very clear that we are not making fun of the actual legend of La Llorona. We're making fun of explicitly this shitty American take on... Yeah. Like, like you know, basically, like, colonizer take on the fucking yeah. uh, it, it, legend. It,
0: it, it, it's... It's overly complicated and like overly convoluted and like unnecessary. Like it, 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 it tries to like somewhat tie into stuff where I guess Linda Cardellini's husband was Hispanic, so her kids are allegedly like, like you know, like part Hispanic, and like she's a, she's a social worker, and her husband mm-hmm. was a cop, and her husband's dead. They make this explicitly clear, <laughs> like. By by just yeah. shoehorning in this fucking exposition into dialogue uh, twice. A
1: lot, a lot of the dialogue is <laughs> extremely expository. Yeah, it,
0: it 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 shoehorns this exposition in twice before a scene that had no dialogue that could have worked as oh okay, her husband is dead. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But like like shoehorned it in in like the most awkward, convoluted bullshit, and like. One of her beautifully. Um, <laughs> one of her cases is for this this Hispanic this Hispanic woman, and her sons haven't been going to school for the last few days, and she goes to visit her, and and the the the, the, the lady and her two kids are being all cryptic and shit, and it looks like the lady is abusing her her kids. Because she, mm-hmm. like, nailed them into a closet, but in reality she's, like, trying to protect her kids from La Llorona for, for some unexplained reason. Just somehow her family got haunted by La Llorona.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, then, and then because they take the kids away, the kids get drowned by La Llorona because La Llorona operates under the nun logic. She's basically the T-Nun Thousand, as Cordry FX called her. Uh, she has the exact same powers as the nun, except for she cries. Before no, she does he, stupid, oh, stupid, oh. Stu- supernatural bullshit,
2: we're touching on what pisses me off about this movie the most:
0: uh, <laughs> the fact that the fact that she, she, she her, her powers are, are, are nonsense. Also, mm-hmm. that her powers are yes, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then then Linda Cardellini goes to, to view the dead kids at the scene of the crime, and inexplicably decides to take her kids to the scene of the crime. And La Llorona's there, and then curses her two kids in some of the laziest fucking effects I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. there's a scene where, like, La Llorona's, like, standing in front of, or standing by the car, and, like, we see her through, like, the, the, the glass of, like, the passenger seat, and instead of, like, I don't know, the camera looking away because the kid's, like, looking at his sister or something, and then looks back and she's gone, or instead of having her, like, fade out, just the effect just abruptly stops... It's, like, really, really, really cheap-looking. mm mm-hmm. um, And then the rest of the movie is, is La Llorona doing doing spooky shit, and it's it's really cheap-looking. And then occasionally the movie forgets its own plot points. Like, at it's, one point, the little girl... To, to becomes, the movie's
1: credit, it's an incredibly forgettable movie. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not shocked that it forgot itself sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the, the, the daughter who I think is the older sibling, maybe she's the younger sibling, I don't know, she looks like ten, maybe eight, I don't, I don't know. Uh, oh God, at the end God. of the movie, like, her doll somehow is outside and, and, and um, I can't remember the actor's name, he plays Tuco in Breaking Bad, he, he basically plays the, the, the Hispanic uh, priest. Raymond, his, Cruz. Raymond Cruz, there mm-hmm. we go. Uh, he plays the Hispanic priest who's helping Linda Cardellini out with, with, with fucking La Llorona. And, and he's like, oh, here's this mystic tree bark. If, as long as they sprinkle this in front of the door, she can't get in. But, you know, her house has multiple doors, so it's like, she can still te- technically get in. And the little girl sees that her doll's on the front porch, and despite, like, knowing La Llorona's outside, and knowing that, like, doing this, like, like breaking the line will, like, let La Llorona inside... She decides to act like a stupid four-year-old. She like become really stupid and is like, I have to get my dolly. It's like, bitch, no. No, you deserve to fucking die. And she gets she gets bamboozled by La Llorona until like fucking Raymond Cruz steps out and scares her away. And then they're like, Oh, oh, your daughter's now possessed. We we have to keep an eye on her. Otherwise, you know, she'll answer La Llorona's call. And and then they just lock her in a closet upstairs and go downstairs and just leave her alone and not watch her. Um, even though they just said they need to keep an eye on her. but yes, it's, she it's immediately kidnapped. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's fine, though, because she, like, after they put her in the closet, I guess she's no longer possessed, even though they just said she's possessed. By the way, this is from the same director as Conjuring 3, so no wonder it's a piece of fucking shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, we found that out, like, midway through the movie.
0: <laughs> and, uh, Basically, they, they get rid of La Llorona by basically reenacting every single ending from every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, like, they get rid of La Llorona, like, I don't know, like, five or six fucking times. And at the end of the movie, she's, she's a pile of sludge, and it's like, she's dead if the movie bombed, but <laughs> she could still come back if, if, if it's successful. Mm-hmm. And, but uh,
1: thankfully, this, I don't believe it was that successful. <laughs> this
0: whole thing was a gigantic waste of fucking it's, time. It's, it, what, as far as I know, even though it's technically part of the Conjuring universe by like the loosest possible definition because I guess some priest from the Annabelle movie shows up and is like, I yes. was an Annabelle! Uh, yes. But I can't deal with your situation because yeah. be, be, because like
1: I've had my fill of haunted asses, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: because the church wouldn't allow it. It's like, motherfucker, I'm pretty sure because you've you've experienced haunted shit, you could you you probably got the Vatican on speed now. It's like, yo, there's some spooky shit going on. I'm using my better judgment based on how this fucking universe operates. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, but as far as I know, because of how bad it was received, Warner Brothers is trying to kind of like distance the movie from being in the Conjuring universe, even though it's still technically part of the Conjuring universe. I don't I don't fucking know. Like. <laughs> nothing nothing no, there was nothing unique about this movie outside of the fact that they based it off of like an actual mythological entity it's a part yeah. of another
2: culture this is what irritates me so much they they took an established piece of folklore mm-hmm. that kind of already has its rules defined mm-hmm. we know what this character does she lures children to water And drowns them, and then takes them away from from their mothers. Okay. We don't need to give her all of, essentially, the exact same powers Valak has. Mm -hmm. It's just another excuse to have an all-powerful... You know supernatural force Just so that the filmmakers can Lazily pull off all the expected Tropes of a film like this Yeah and yeah Michael Chavez You know he did Conjuring 3 we already Know he has no idea what the fuck he's doing The pair of writers Behind this movie um, Mickey Daughtry and uh, Tobias Iaconis, they're a team Of writers they did another film Together called Five Feet Apart In the same Hmm. Year as Curse of La Llorona which is an award-winning movie about two teenagers with cystic fibrosis who fall in love but can't have physical touch with each other.
1: Mm.
2: How in the fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> did uh, you
2: write know. Curse of La Llorona?
1: <laughs> I, I,
2: I don't know, man. Was I, Rent late? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right?
2: <laughs> but, okay, <sighs> I I want to give out about my favorite trope in these movies. So like in the nun, we, Mm -hmm. we had father Burke. Okay. So in this one, we got, we got Raphael who's played by Raymond Cruz, fucking Mm -hmm. Tuco from, uh, from breaking bad, Mm -hmm. who I just, I, I'm sorry. Once you play a character like that, i don't see the actor anymore
1: yeah i see your
2: most iconic character i
0: yeah, I, exactly. I, I still so, i still always see him as fucking uh Dane chavez from fucking clear and present danger so it was, it's like I, i'm torn between that where he calls himself a that's, mm-hmm. bastard
2: that's fair i just i i see i see you know the mother and the kids running in like you know oh You've got to help us, and he like finishes taking a big hit of meth. He's like, I'm gonna fucking beat the
0: piss out of my Yeah,
2: <laughs> but okay. Here's what I like. Okay, I I always like when they have the the religious expert who's gonna be like the mentor, who's gonna be the 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 way to fill in all the all the information about the demon that we're missing as the audience. I like that they stuck with him using more like. Culturally significant ways of fighting La llorona yep. So, like, you know, every time we've got the conjuring or a movie like it, it's usually like a, a Protestant or Catholic expert. So it's always the cross, it's always, you know, reading from the Bible, it's always, you know, the same the holy water, it's always the same tools. And Raphael rolls up and is like, I'm going to rub some fucking eggs on the door. And the bloodier the yolk, the closer evil is. I'm like, okay, let's start playing more with that. Get all of these other cool, like, culturally significant ways to try and fight the evil. I'm gonna be mm-hmm.
0: honest, I don't even remember the egg scene I think that was when I was deep in photoshop mode And I checked out <laughs> oh. It was
2: actually pretty cool He took eggs and rubbed them over the house And even the That's mom right. calls it out like What the fuck are you doing And then and he like says how like, how the
1: bloody it is Yeah, the like, bloodier
2: the yolk, the more centralized the evil is In that area And then mm-hmm. the eggs explode into black shit Yeah Okay,
1: was cool. I'm on board Mm-hmm.
2: And then and then yeah and then
1: but but then it just same it's old shit yeah exactly same old shit yeah
2: exactly I liked that it wasn't you know a conventional approach to you know the religious you know uh, I like that her husband was dead character
1: <laughs> we love that her husband was dead <laughs> it's,
0: it's that because even oh, after oh, it, it gets brought up I, like
1: eight more times I also got to mention one because this movie is incredibly forgettable to me I've seen it I've seen it at least twice now and I just like. I can't be bothered to you know, to care. Um but uh one of the one of the lines of dialogue that we called out as especially hilarious was there is a there is another uh social worker, another caseworker, um, who's kind of a bit oh, of a yeah. rival to like Linda Cardellini's case. Oh yeah,
0: social worker and- rivalries.
1: Yeah, and at one point at one point like you know like L- Linda Carnellini's kids, they're like, you know, maybe you're not a fit mother, maybe we need to take them away and um this this her rival social worker is the one who's like making the call and she's just like I never I never wanted any of this to happen and all of us were like, Wait, so the rivalry extends to like literally wanting to, like, take the other woman's children away at some point. It's so, like, I
2: ate your sandwich out of the fridge at work, like, oh, I'm gonna get you for this. No, I'm gonna steal your fucking children.
1: <laughs> and yeah. we literally said, what if instead of that line, it was, she leaned in and was just like, I've been waiting for this day.
0: <laughs> It'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> your species disappoints me.
1: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, we said we wouldn't.
0: <laughs> we're, we're saving it. If you know the line, you know it. We're not even going to re- mention what we're referring to. We're saving it for a, a special no Gooncast episode. No, mm-hmm. idea
1: what you, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't
0: know what you're talking about. No uh, idea what you're talking about.
1: No though, idea. No idea. No <laughs> idea. Uh, okay, so, uh, uh, oh, The other thing is, we, we did we did want to... There are, apparently, good... La rona movies or at least there, there's one good La rona movie there's like, on one Shutter.
0: there's one good La rona movie and it's there's about Mexican, 90 98 other yeah shitty,
1: yeah, yeah, but, shitty
0: La rona movies but the, this but is but colombian a, actually
1: a, oh it's colombian okay yeah. so it's spanish language yeah right? spanish
0: language it's um uh, yeah. a 20- 20 like
1: cares about the actual mythos of it we yeah. were going to watch it as like a comparison, and then we just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh. Hold on, let me let me bring it up. Yeah, it's a 2019 movie. Oh, it's Guatemalan. Oh, yeah. It's a Guatemalan movie. My mistake. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, it is based. It, it's loosely inspired by some actual real world history stuff. Yes. Uh, where it's about like the the trials of a, a, a like.
1: Like a like a former dictator, president or a former yeah, yeah, like a war a, a war who like genocided yeah holy shit this won yeah. a lot of awards
0: yeah, yeah yeah no this is this is supposed to be really good yes. it's it's a slow burn psychological so should, thriller that has like you know, Lyrona Moore as a metaphor.
1: Yeah, so we should actually watch it in, like, a like not with these two pieces of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, no, this no, actually
2: looks fascinating. Not
1: to, be, not to be mean to the nun, because it's not as big of a piece of shit as La Llorona, but, like, mm, they're, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then, then there's also, like, a bunch of... Because through Mr. G, Mr. Gigi, after The Curse of La Llorona, mm-hmm. uh, he, he wound up kind of doing a video series where he watched a bunch of different La Llorona movies... And, and there's a lot of them that are even far worse than this one. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're just, like, almost asylum-level garbage. And, and Cordry mm-hmm. FX has done some similar stuff, too, where he's, there's, like, the Conjuring rip-off universe, as he likes to call it. And then there's also, like, the Ouija rip-off universe and, and the fucking mm-hmm. oh, yeah. paranormal, rip-off, uh, paranormal Activity rip-off universe, which is mostly, like, the oh, uh, yeah. the uh, Paranormal Entity movies and oh. stuff like that. Oh, uh...
2: uh, uh yeah. Uh, um, I gotta make a confession, I don't know if I've made it on the Gooncast. Oh paranormal Entities fucking great.
1: <laughs> I
2: heard it's I heard it's oh my God. I I Wait. fucking unironically like it more than paranormal activity.
1: Okay, so we gotta watch it. I don't think I've ever it's, seen it. Oh.
0: It's it's fucking wild. <laughs> it's 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 pretty it's pretty bad from but in insane, and then but, there's. I mean, per- that
1: sounds awesome. That sounds exactly up our alley. I'm yeah. down. And then
0: there's there's also. parents.
1: in, coach.
2: It's it's seventy percent like so slow burn. You start getting bored, mm-hmm. and then thirty percent at the end is just like, all right, let's let's crack our knuckles and it's, have some fun. It's from
0: the <laughs> asylum cat. So, uh, oh
1: fuck yeah! Yeah,
0: and then uh, there's also like tr- to m- that whole franchise. To my understanding, is they took a bunch of completely unrelated movies and then just slapped the label "paranormal entity" on it. Like the Paranormal Entity Two is basically um, imagine Grave Encounters, uh, but worse, and they're investigating the John Wayne Gacy's house. Oh, so we're watching it tonight. Got it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: it's 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 a oh, wild Lord. wild thing. Um, yeah, there's there's all sorts of like like really cheap knockoff movies of of these different things. Uh, mm-hmm. and, oh, and yeah, I've
1: seen I've seen a ton of the ones that came to streaming services because I would just I, like you know it's like I had Netflix, I had Amazon Prime. There were just a like there was there was a period of time after Paranormal Activity came out where everyone and her mother was trying to make a found footage movie. Yeah, and I was just like, um, num, 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 num. give me more. do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know care how bad they are, but I, I think Paranormal Entity, I never, I never saw for whatever reason. I know so a I lot did, of these I are I on Tubi.
0: <laughs> Most of these are oh, on Tubi. <laughs> uh, okay, and that speaks to the level of terrible that they
1: are. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime used to do just like. Anything up on their streaming service, and there was stuff that was like handycam footage, kind of oh, yeah. kind of movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff that Mister GG is, is, is uh, reviewed are are just like so, some of that some of that level of garbage, where it's just like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is what the fuck is this nonsense? And then some mm-hmm. of it's maybe a little bit higher stuff, and and like like maybe it has a little bit of a budget, but mo- mm-hmm. most of that stuff is just absolute fucking dog water. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah. the good news, folks, is we have enough material to hate on to produce <laughs> at, like at least five Four more years episodes to
1: come. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know, whenever we're 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 uh, maybe strapped for an idea, but still want to do an episode of the Gooncast. Yeah, we could do a Oops All La Llorona episode. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: <laughs> or an Oops All Ouija episode. <laughs> Oh! Ah. Cats gonna be happy until we.
1: (laughs) Cats like
2: now we're cooking with gas.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, Welcome
2: to my universe.
1: Yes, (laughs) it's gonna be
2: great. It's gonna be great. Pain is the coin of this realm. (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh closing. Closing.
2: Closing thoughts on Curse of La Girona. Yeah, I don't want
0: to talk about it anymore. Fuck this movie. Mm,
1: I've already forgotten.
0: <laughs>
2: I give it one drowning child out of ten.
1: Did you guys know my husband is dead? And was a cop?
2: Oh, oh no. I, I did not. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. And then that's it. <laughs> Beautiful. So, uh, so, so what has everybody been up to in the... In the last, like, week or so?
0: Uh, I can go first, since I literally... I only have one thing... Two things, really, to talk about. One of them I literally just started. Uh, I'll start with with the good thing first. Uh, For whatever reason, on YouTube, I got recommended, um... Some weird videos about, like, nuclear accidents and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. fucking... Whatever, let's watch this stuff. And, uh, it's from a YouTube channel called, uh kyle hill and he he's like super into like science and mathematics and stuff like that and he has this entire Mm -hmm. uh video series called half-life histories where he's kind of like exploring Mm -hmm. different nuclear accidents in depth and he takes it fairly seriously um and it's like you know discussing like the aftermath and like using actual like science and mathematics and stuff like that and like discussing all this all this fun stuff Uh, And then his other content is also, like, super science-y related, but he'll, like, Mm -hmm. try to insert some jokes here and there to kind of, like, make it more, like, about levity and whatnot. But, like, Mm -hmm. when it's something to, like, much more serious based on, like, a real-world tragedy or whatnot, right? It's super straightforward, super serious to the point. He's one of the few, to my understanding, like, YouTubers who, like, when he he went to Chernobyl to, like, before the the Russian-Ukraine war started... Uh, Mm -hmm. and it was he filmed more documentary type stuff and went in with actual other scientists and nuclear experts and treated everything like with respect and care and super safety precautions and everything like that like he has this entire video on his channel about like the dogs that live in in the Mm -hmm. containment zone and how like Mm -hmm. you know beautiful they look despite like how rough it is for them and it's like it's yeah. a really fascinating YouTube channel. I, I really like the content. I found it super interesting and, and fun. Uh, mm-hmm. There's another instance where he was discussing how uh, to, to showcase, uh, you know, how the United States, they needed to test this, like, n- type of nuclear weapon, right? In order to, mm-hmm. like, protect us from during the Cold War in case we we're going to get nuked. Uh, mm-hmm. And the United States government technically nuked. Five U.S. Yes. soldiers,
1: correct, to prove yes. a point,
0: and it's like th- yeah. there's an entire video on that. It's like this is interesting. Yeah. This is this is cool.
1: There's a there's a documentary on that as well, actually.
0: Yeah, and it's, that it's I've seen. Yeah. oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I I
1: I, I, I am the, the, this specifically like nuclear accidents and like all. That uh, all the science behind that is something I'm very, very fascinated with. So I've yeah. done a lot of like reading. So I, I'm like, I've been listening to this. Like, please drop a link to his uh, his, Absolutely. Thing, his channels because I'm mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I, I will.
0: He also has like a video covering Three Mile Island and like clearing up mm-hmm. a lot of misconceptions about that, where it's uh-huh. like public perception is that like, this was a huge nuclear disaster when in reality it was like it was yeah. bad, but it was not like disaster no. level type no. stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll shoot you a link and I'll even include a link uh in the description of this video. Uh highly yeah. recommend this stuff. And then the uh thing that isn't so good that I literally just finished like a half an hour before we did the Gooncast. Mm. Uh I watched Clerks 3. Oh, oh. No. oh really? Yeah. Uh it, I don't hate it. Hate it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of disappointing and wasn't really particularly funny. A lot mm. of the jokes just really fell flat, and it's also surprisingly needlessly dark. do It's more like he has a heart attack or something,
1: right? Yeah,
0: the, the setup yeah. is, it's, you know, like 20-some-odd years after Clark's 2, uh, Randall has a heart attack, and, you know, after you know, surviving the heart attack, you know, he's, he kind of like wants to do a little bit more in his life. So he decides to make a movie based off of him and Dante. So the movie is almost like sort of like this meta movie about like the making of clerks one. And also like Mm. influenced by the fact that Kevin Smith actually had a heart attack, I think in like 2018. Right. And like, there's some fun cameos and like some fun bits of like them recreating the first clerks movie and everything like that. Uh, But it, it, it was a little too, I, I I believe I heard this this term first from the cinema snob. It's like reminisploitation, where it's like exploitation about like uh, reminiscing mm-hmm. on stuff. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it's not particularly funny. Like the, the, there's jokes. I just didn't really find any of the jokes funny. Like the like there's a character who's entire like there's a new mm-hmm. character who got introduced who's entirely based around blockchain, and it's like this isn't dumb. It's going to be dated in a year already. Yeah. Uh, but it's and I, I don't want to get into to spoilers but like it's a surprisingly heavy movie. Like even even by like Kevin Smith standards cuz sometimes he can touch upon like more serious topics like Chasing Amy. Like the ending of Chasing Amy is fairly a bit of a downer and, and heavy and I and on love on. the last third of Chasing Amy. Yeah, last third of Chasing Amy is fantastic. But, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I'd say if you're, like, remotely interested in, like, the skew never stuff, like, definitely give it a watch, but kind of, like, temper your expectations. Like, I, I was a big Kevin Smith fan pre-Tusk.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I haven't seen
0: Yoga Hoses, and I haven't seen Cop Out. Uh but what do you
1: mean pre-Tusk? <laughs> but I,
0: I liked all of his movies except for Jersey Girl, but you know, nobody nobody likes Jersey Girl. No. Uh, and Why? I haven't I haven't seen James Silent Bob reboot, but like I, I liked his humor, and I like I, I liked Clerks 2 despite it being like a years later sequel. It was fun. Uh actually that is one thing I can say about Curse 3. Uh Rosario Dawson's back. She's not in it a lot. She's still fantastic, but that's Good. to be Love expected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh mm-hmm. Like, you know, if if you're remotely interested in like that universe, give it a go, but like it's kind of mostly disappointing.
2: Kevin Smith had one of the most brilliant ideas of like uh like what if scenarios for um for the Marvel cinematic universe.
1: Oh yeah. I, f- yeah. I, f-
2: I want this idea to take off so bad. He was he was on a game show kind of on YouTube where they pitched him the question you have to design like you know the new big bad for marvel who do you pick and his idea was okay well like since we've established in marvel lore that the norse pantheon of gods are like aliens that opens up the other pantheons to being the same so he wants the avengers to fight saint michael the archangel
1: Oh. with
2: with the seven thrones of heaven so like him showing up with gabriel Raphael, all the boys mm-hmm. and get captain america and the right hand of god beating the shit out of each other i'm <laughs> um, like that is brilliant mm-hmm. absolutely throw money at that please yeah. and then cast like michael shannon or something
1: Oh my God! Have
2: Michael Shannon float down in armor with a flaming greatsword?
1: How dare you! (laughs) How dare you? So good! Oh my God! That like he he saves Man of Steel so much for me. I just want Michael Shannon in more things. I as a scenery chewing villain, specifically.
2: That he was he was fucking great in Bullet Train.
1: Oh yeah, he when was. When he shows
2: up, like as a better, vicious than Cowboy Bebop.
1: Yes, he was. Holy shit!
2: Like, give him long white hair and a katana. Let him weave it up, and oh he, my god, he was vicious. It was fucking yep. awesome. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, that's that's good to hear to keep my expectations low for Clerks three because I, I I love the first one and I think the second holds up just as well, but being a different kind of funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen his movies in, in forever, so it's, like, mostly going off of, like, nostalgia, but, like, I, I, I really liked almost everything he had done, like, like in, in that universe and everything like that, and I still say uh, Clerks Animated Series is, like, one of the funniest fucking things. I forgot. Oh, oh,
2: <laughs> yes, the the episode where like right near the end they, they have the Korean animation team take yeah, over. Yeah. Oh
0: exactly. my god. god. It's so like fucking the, funny. The second episode where it's kind of like a parody of like sitcom filler episodes and it's just them trapped in the freezer at the quick stop and they keep like flashing back to events from episode one and then events (laughs) that we've never seen before it's like this is genuinely clever this this is fun i
2: forgot how good that is and like Mm -hmm. they
0: have like a whole episode of like uh where it's just basically outbreak the movie with dustin hoffman (laughs) um alec baldwin playing like the mayor of the town and he's like this megalomaniacal evil person and like they also poke fun of how a lot of shows would like include like the stereotype token character. So they have this, this black guy named Lando and he always just shows up in one scene. He's like, hi, I'm Lando. And it's like, he leaves God this- <clears throat> goddamn, like when Kevin Smith was on point, like he mm-hmm. was really, 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 really goddamn funny. And like, I was yeah. expecting to maybe get a few chuckles out of this movie. Like it maybe got me to smile at a f- couple moments and like, that's kind of clever. Uh, like, for example, the, the video store next to the quick stop, you know, video stores aren't a thing anymore. Uh, I don't, I can't even remember if this is a plot point that was introduced in clerks 2 or or not like at the end of it. But, um, basically the video store is now like a weed dispensary run by Jane silent Bob. And and there actually is one gag that, that kind of like was a little amusing where somebody they're constantly out front in front of the video store as like they normally are and everything like that, and somebody goes in, and he wants to buy weed, and he comes out, and he's like, yo, you know, wh- where is everybody? Can I buy weed? And they treat it like it's a drug deal from the 90s, despite the fact that weed is legal. And it's oh, like... that's good. Yeah, and Jay's like, you know, this is how we do it in the 90s, son! And he's trying to, like, be all subtle about it, like, like, oh, you know, like, it's, it's cute. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, just, I didn't really find it all that funny. I was very disappointed yeah. by that. Yeah. but
1: that's it's
0: it does have some fun cameos. They got Ben Affleck back for a scene. Uh Sarah Michelle Geller's in it for some reason, which is great. She's, cool. she's only in it for a brief cameo. Freddie Prince Jr. is in it. Uh Justin Long was back. Uh you know, it's it's it's, it's neat, but yeah. Did know.
1: he reprise his Tusk role?
0: No, no he uh-huh. he played some what I forgot the hell? his character. Well then Tusk, why? Tusk isn't part of the Viewisk universe, man.
1: God damn it. <laughs> why he, not? It's I cool. don't know,
0: I don't know. Uh, oh, they—they uh, they did bring back Veronica from from Clerks One, actually, which is oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's like they, they brought her back. Uh, yeah, is is neat, and there's some moments where they're kind of like poking fun of, of various different aspects of like how the first film was made, even like the the infamous original ending for Clerks, which they thankfully persuaded Kevin Smith to cut, like the last minute or so of the movie, where. Dante gets murdered right at the fucking end of the movie. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, uh... It's weird, but yeah, uh, mostly just sad. I I do recommend watching it, though, just for... You know, for nostalgia or whatever, and... This, without going into details, this is 100% going to be the last Clarks movie. Okay. Yeah, so this is, like, a definitive ending.
2: Good. It should be. All
0: right, but he's apparently uh, still... Really? Work, he still wants to do rats too, so... We're st- still gonna get weird shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Alright, uh, I guess I'll go
2: next. Um, Hell
1: yeah,
2: I've been... I've been on a weird, weird kick of Sylvester Stallone.
1: What? I,
2: I don't know why. I mean, when I he's, good, just, he's good, It good. Start, it started a couple weeks ago when I binged, like, all the best Rocky movies... Nice. And then I found myself all of them five basically.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Actually. And then uh, and then I caught myself watching all the expendables movies. Oh. And now I've got myself kind of going like I think I really like Slice Stallone more than I've ever let myself admit. <laughs> Have you seen Copland? Uh it's been a while. Okay, yeah. yeah, I've seen it.
0: Well, if you're still on your Slice Alone kick, give that one a put slot. that one in there. It's good copy that
2: yeah so yeah a lot of a lot of sly going on uh i just finished watching expendables 2 which has one of my favorite jean-claude van damme moments ever where he's threatening to kill a guy with a knife and it's like oh no van damme's gonna stab this guy but he's jean-claude van damme so he roundhouse kicks the knife into this guy's chest yeah Because of course he does.
0: I think you and I saw that in theaters. We saw that in
2: theaters, and we popped hard for the roundhouse
0: kick. Yeah, Expendables 2 is great. The first one was pretty disappointing, I remember. And I haven't seen the third one, especially because it
2: was Uh, PG-13. Third's kind of the same. It's it's disappointing. Expendables 2 is one of those great cases of the sophomore movie being the best. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I've been on a sly kick. Um... And so, of course, naturally, uh, as I said on the last episode of the Gooncast, I finally broke and I got a PS5. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm able to play all the new next-gen shit. Uh, James here was kind enough to uh, send me a code for Resident Evil 4 Remake. Yeah. Um, which I have not redeemed yet because I've been too busy playing Hoyo vs. Uh, Honkai uh, Star Rail, the new gacha Japanese waifu game in space. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, wow. it's... Yo, it's great. Oh, I bet. This, this game's actually, like, really good. It is... It's free-to-play waifu husbando garbage. Uh, But it's charming and actually has, like, good writing. Plot? Kind of... Kind of thin.
0: Well, it's a gacha know. game. I'm assuming there's, pl- like, minimal plot
2: there yeah storyline plot there's not a whole lot going on, but uh, the actual writing of like the smaller sequences of the game, like the side quests the side quests are fucking brilliantly written, there's a lot of uh self aware humor that's very much in the vein of atelier Riza
1: hmm.
2: um so like. Ryza is obsessed with barrels for some reason. We don't have any context other than it's kind of a running atelier joke of barrels are awesome. Yeah. Uh, So the main character of Star Rail has this kind of attachment for trash cans. Uh, Kind of playing off of the joke of like, if you're playing an RPG, you are neurotically clicking on everything that is even remotely resembling a receptacle because you're looking for items. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Looting the game everybody's starts, homes and
2: shit. The game starts to address the fact that this might actually be like some psychological damage that your character has no, because that's, it that's starts cute. to treat your need to search trash cans as like a problem. Huh. And, like some Disco Elysium shit will start to creep in where the trash cans start like talking to you about okay. like searching through them. It gets fucking weird yeah so um,
0: wild.
2: but yeah, charming, charming little game. Um, i'm I'm going the free to play route, so you know if people are going to tune in into me streaming this, don't expect me to be wailing you know well, my fucking yeah. paychecks
0: on pulling waifus.: That's right, that's right. you, you dip, despite I think the last couple episodes, like yeah, I, I'm never streaming again, probably you're dipping your toes
1: well,
2: you maybe need back into those it. waifus i i do need
1: those
2: waifus yeah <laughs> well i this is not a bad one for me to stream because it's such a casual game i don't feel like i have like some moral obligation to continue sure. streaming mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons i'm very infrequent with it is because i yeah, i kind of you- get weirded out
0: when i feel like i have a commitment
2: to do it
1: Yes, yeah, you don't yes. want you don't yeah, want to fall like, into
0: my trapping where, where you feel like you have a commitment to finish a game and it's like, no, James, for the love exactly. of God, it's Balan. Don't don't do this to yourself. <laughs> it's like it was for the kids, James.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. If exactly. James stops doing it, Renzi starts crying. So we yes. we can't do that.
1: We, we have to do
2: <laughs> um, it. So Renzi. this is this is this is casual enough that like I don't have a problem throwing this on a stream while I'm playing it, because it's just like grinding dailies and talking about waifus and husbandos you know my motto on the valley jester channel is heavy metal and anime titties and baby this brings the second one so so all i need to do is like talk about some dream theater while i'm pulling waifus and there we go go. everything is advertised there you go go. but yeah actually like uh, the the memeing of it aside for a free-to-play game like mobile cross
0: pc you know
2: it it's pretty fucking good. You know,
0: say. if if, okay. if they ever got ported to PC, because as of right now, you'd only be able to like emulate them through like Android emulators. You could dip your toes into Yokotaro Taro gotcha games.
2: That's dangerous. It's very
0: dangerous.
2: That's dangerous. Yokotaro doesn't need any more power over me than he already
1: does. <laughs> I was gonna say he's, he's
0: got tons of power. <laughs> and I love his uh, his his explanation for for. Uh, why he got involved with gotcha games? He's very oh, upfront, no. and honest. Because they make money.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> bless this man.
1: Yeah. I, lo- yeah, I
0: love how brutally honest he is. Yeah, let like, me let me dig up this quote about Sinnoh Alice, which is his first gotcha game. It's, no, it's, I'm I'm
1: sure you've already
2: got this quote memorized. What was his explanation for for the androids being hot? What was it? Just I like I like cute girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I. I like cute girls, like oh, God, Yoko, You're the fucking uh, best. Picture of So yeah, that's what I that's that's what I've been up to. Yeah, here's, I've been yeah. I've been completely ignoring the PS5 that I've got.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> playing uh, weeb shit.
0: Okay, okay. So, so uh, uh <laughs> I got the quote. I got the quote where uh,
1: it's, okay.
0: this is his uh, the first Gotcha game that he he was doing, which is Sinnoh Alice. And uh, the question was. Sino Alice has a unique take on fairy tales with a twist as a dark fantasy featuring girls based on different fairy tale characters, and they must kill a lot to resurrect their author. What led to the decision of going with fairy tales as a theme? Yoko Taro's answer. I'm answering so many email interviews now, and this is my 77th question. I've gotten many questions about asking about why I chose fairy tales uh, for the game, so I'm pretty exhausted. So I'd like to quickly summarize my answer, which is, I want a lot of money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I
2: imagine him answering all these emails sitting at a desk with his laptop with his helmet on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's, 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 see, it's I, beautiful.
1: See, I was imagining it like that Miyazaki meme where he's, like, smoking a cigarette and just, like, has his, like, head in his hands and is just like, I hate. <laughs>
2: yokotaro has got a mug of coffee and he sips it back into the mask and it just spills all over the smiley face
0: <laughs> I, I believe i believe there is footage of him actually like drinking something like with through a straw through the mask at an interview oh, my, oh god. my god I Adorable. adore the commitment. Yeah, it's 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 because he's he's painfully shy and he hates how he looks and he doesn't want to see mm. he doesn't want people to see how he looks. Mm. It's like I adore this man. He's so upfront and brutally honest.
2: Hey, he's he's doing the V mm. thing from V for Vendetta. Like, yeah, there, exactly. There is flesh and bone beneath this mask, but it's not my face. Yeah, <laughs> that smile. Yeah. that's that's the trio Yoko Taro. So that's what I've got going on. What about you, Kit?
1: Well. I have actually been pretty busy, so i got five things I'm going to talk about. Oh, shit. But I think I can kind of basically split them into three categories and kind of just rattle them off pretty quickly. Okay.
2: cat's categories, got it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, last Friday, um, Will and I went to a movie theater, and what? we watched Suzume, uh, which is an anime from, uh, I have it up here. Uh, Makoto Shinkai um who who is a is a pretty famous anime director,
0: yep um, he did uh, your name and a bunch of other stuff,
1: yes, so I actually ended up watching both Suzume and your name because I'd never seen mm. either of them uh will will is not a big fan of weathering with you, which is why we did not watch it, but um I think I might end up picking it up anyway uh, at some point um and Basically I liked I loved both films a lot. Um or I I I very much enjoyed myself watching them. Yeah. Um Suzume for me I think has some pacing issues. Uh I think it works better as like if you view it almost as like a binged TV show than a film. Because as a film, it kind of has a bit of a like there's a there's a bit of repetition in like the first half of the movie that gets to a point where you think the movie's almost over and then actually it just starts the second half of the movie. Oh. Um yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of tricky there. Uh both films are fucking gorgeous, like absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, I I I have seen your name and it's a gorgeous movie.
1: Yeah, I really I really liked your name. I thought your name was the better paced. It was like the tighter film. Yeah. Um and, you know, I, I love good body swap movie. The yeah, I, characters are really sweet. I think the that's rom- my
2: younger brother's favorite movie.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. The romance the romance angle was definitely better executed in Your Name. Yeah. I think Suzume, I, I think it focuses a little more on the... So, like, the thing about Shinkai is that he does... He has, like, two themes he really likes. Boy meets girl. And also a disaster happens.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and so, like and Will has Will has said that like basically that's all of his movies. Yeah. And I am okay with someone being one note in that way if he's doing it the way Shinkai is, which is like he's clearly exploring these things. it's clearly a thing that he really, really likes. But he's not doing he's not making the same movie over and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um so Suzume still feels pretty different. That's the so the premise of it is that like Um, or, well, I don't want to give too much away, but basically, like, the, uh, the boy in The Boy Meets Girl turns into a chair, like a toy chair. What? (laughs) Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, most of the movie is kind of spent, like, not only figuring out how to not make him a chair, but also figuring out how to, together, stop these disasters that are going to plague Japan, um, so it's a lot of like a travel movie in some ways, too. Like there's there's a lot of repetition of like go to a place, kind of like have a lot of slice of life moments with a local and then have to present prevent a disaster. And that happens like four times in the movie. I'm
0: um, I'm just I'm sorry. I, I'm stuck on the chair thing. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm just now picturing him saying to the girl, sit on me. Yeah, sit on me, senpai. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, that does happen in the movie, but not in that God way. It's it. more of a, it's more of a she does it and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like, it's it's more of a a uh, what's it called yonder kind of situation of like, I don't want this, but they're falling in love. But I think the romance is is weaker in this one. Sure. Um But I do think that it hits, it hits more emotional highs. Because it focuses on kind of like a it 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 focuses on something very real.
0: Would you Um, would you say that the romance is a little wooden?
1: Yes, I would. Also also I will say that Will Will was not as amused by like the chair antics, but it never got old for me. (laughs) I always found it really funny. Um, so I, you know, I,
2: I, I mean, as, as, as the creative geniuses behind bed centaur boyfriend,
1: yeah, I, like we gotta, <laughs>
2: Yeah. We gotta push this film. We got. We
1: gotta. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta support so,
2: this very, very, very niche.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. romantic vein. I still want to turn yeah, that this into
0: is, a visual this is novel. How we, this is how
1: we should bill. Sent our boyfriend or uh, bed. Sent our boyfriend once. Once it comes out, it's like, did you like Suzume? Then you'll love.
2: Yeah, like there's. <laughs> so there's... my
1: boyfriend's a bed. So what? <laughs> I, I like. There's a. There's a big.
2: Grouping of people now comfortable with like, ooh, like my kink is like I want to get fucked by a monster man, and it's uh-huh. like, okay, uh-huh. well, okay, now maybe there's some people who feel this way about an Picture. ottoman. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. yeah. We th- there's an untapped market here at Lee, and we're gonna tap it. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I mean, you know, you you get your you, people people <laughs> like being wrapped in the arms of their lover, and now you could uh-huh. sleep on them.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So so big thumbs up for those both of those movies for awesome. me. I think yeah. I, like I think if if y'all haven't seen it, I think we should we should definitely try to do a Suzume watch party. Um, and and who knows maybe a podcast or something. Um, then the next the next two things I'm going to group together um, are because they were in the vein of like horror movies that I had. Almost no expectations for, but still kind of managed to be disappointing in, oh, like, fuck. not scratching, yeah, any sort of itch. Oh. So, that was VHS 99, and the little Shutter movie called Deadstream.
2: Oh, God, Deadstream. I watched that piece of Did shit. Did you
1: watch that? Yes. Yeah, All right, let's talk about Deadstream. Sucked. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, like, I, you know, I I saw the poster for it, right? And I saw... It's a horror movie about a streamer. And I thought, okay, I'll try this again. Because that was what, if y'all remember from my worst of list, that was effectively what dash cam was, Mm -hmm. where it was like a, 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 a dash cam streamer going through a bunch of shit, and she's annoying as fuck, and you keep expecting that like, okay, she's annoying as fuck because they're gonna kill her off. Because they're gonna like have her go through a bunch of garbage and we're going to see her suffer and it's going to be awful but also awesome and then that never happens Mm -hmm. this was like worse than that (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, folks basically the plot for this is like what if pewdiepie locked himself in a haunted house mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's just like first of all he's an idiot he's like an overreactionary. he's one of those kind of like Dude, bro, streamers. that's just constantly Smash like, oh button. my, oh what's, my god! What's the name of this again? Like, dead stream, dead okay. stream. Yeah,
2: it's ass.
1: It yeah, it was genuinely just like I, because yeah, like you know like like I had very much the sim- similar feelings of Dashcam where I was like, this character is like the character in Dashcam. She's like built to be hated. She's like a she's like a anti-vax. Like you know, basically like. Just, like, not even pro-Trump. She's just pro-trolling people. So she'll just say whatever it takes to get somebody to hate her. And, like, I'm like, okay, I get what you're doing with this character. This character didn't feel that way. And it felt like one of those things where I was like, okay, when is the mask gonna drop? When are we gonna actually start to get, like, the real person behind the streamer? Because I watched a similar movie a couple weeks back that was, like... Oh gosh! I'd have to i will will picked it out and I'd have to find it, but it was very similar where it was like a it was a group of streamers, and it was not it was not a good movie, but the thing that they did was they took these characters with obnoxious streamer personas and then slowly had the real haunting shit that was happening to them chip away at that at that mask and like mm-hmm. show underneath that like oh, these are actually real human beings that are like in trouble and like you know. You don't want them to die because they they feel real now. And that never happened with this movie. This guy was obnoxious till the end. And I was just like, shut the fuck up and just die already.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, How does this have a 91 on Rotten Tomatoes? Because
2: of morons, that's why. (laughs) Yeah. People people who like to watch Twitch streams that are just 90% (laughs) screaming.
0: I I, I can't remember the name of it, but for a moment there, I thought you were talking about this other... Movie that was actually made by a YouTuber. That's a horror movie. Uh, I can't even remember where I, I haven't seen it, but I thought I, I saw somebody review it. And uh, no, this is an entirely different thing. That also sounds fucking terrible.
2: No, although although shout out to Markiplier for doing his feature length horror release. Yeah, I am low. Yeah, that's fucking mm-hmm. cool.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the thing is like I I you know the reason the whole reason I picked up this movie. Was because I'm interested in horror movies that have a take on on streamer culture. Mm -hmm. But, like, with the understanding of, like, it's not not just, like, be obnoxious. And I have, uh, genuinely, I have no idea if that, like, it kind of felt like maybe they were trying to go for, like, a goofy, campy, like, Like, you know, Army of the Dead Or, like, sorry, uh, what's the fucking The third Evil Dead Army of Darkness Yeah, yeah, they were, like, they were trying to go for, like, that kind of vibe Because the zombies are also very, like Or the, the, like, the haunting, the ghost shit Is very cliche But also, like, in a, like, really, like, gross-out way Where it's just kind of, like I don't I I don't know what, you know I don't know what vibe you were going for Because if you were trying to hit Evil Dead You didn't, because it sucked Mm-hmm. and if you were trying to hit like you know uh, like uh, like an actual like found footage like horror take on a streamer you also didn't do that um yeah. i also found out afterwards that like i think that the director is also the star of the movie and i was like that tracks
2: <laughs> oh so it's a passion vanity project
1: uh huh uh huh yeah, oh, yeah I was just, like, cool all right
2: yeah, yeah I, so. i'm sorry you watched that
1: Yeah, yeah, but um, VHS 99 is uh, the latest in the VHS franchise, Um, and it also actually had very similar vibes, where like a lot of the, you know, and and obviously it's an anthology series, so not everything is going to be hits, it's going to be kind of a mixed bag of like, okay, some of the shorts are good, some of them are bad, this particular entry was just kind of meh all around. Like, it was just very, like... And there was a lot of very, like, gross-out kind of, like, zombies with, like, exploding heads and goop flying everywhere and, like, melting faces. And it was just kind of like... Okay. Maybe it was because I saw it after Deadstream and I was just kind of done with that shit by then, but I... It just didn't... None of the shorts hit for me. You know? Mm -hmm. So bummer i'm still gonna watch 85 when it comes out because i just i i do like the format and i do like having you know kind of a a franchise that's sort of like because all of the all of the different short and like shorts in the anthology are directed and written by different people so it feels very much like a like get some up-and-coming horror directors to to show off their stuff and And i support that and anthologies are usually what? a
2: good way to to throw the dice like that because you know exactly. if you watch a bad movie,
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: an hour and a half you've just wasted. Yes. If you watch a bad anthology that had one bit with some good ideas, yep. Then you watched twenty enjoyable minutes of something.
1: Yes, exactly. Which is how I felt about the the previous one, where like the 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 one the one that was like the Thai one where they were like getting like. It was basically, uh, uh, what's the spaces factory from Resident Evil 8?
2: Oh, Heisenberg. It was Heisenberg.
1: Yeah, it was Heisenberg's factory from Resident Evil 8, but in Thai. And it was that, that was like the one good 20 minute section of the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one just didn't, it didn't really have anything like that. It had some like interesting premises that just didn't really execute very well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, and then the la- the very last thing that I wanted to mention, which I, Maybe one or both of you have seen already. Uh, but this was something that my my friend Mike, uh who I work with, um uh who, who James knows, um, he recommended it to me. Um and it's called um Gonjam Haunted Asylum.
0: I have not seen it, no. Oh it's, it's a
1: Korean possibly. found footage movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a Korean found footage movie where it's a bunch of people trying to like do a live stream in a haunted asylum and like you know it's it's very much in the vein of ghost hunting show plus actual ghosts uh and it's really good i think i did see
2: this one yeah and i did like it
1: yeah yeah i i i dug it a lot um it you know it doesn't do anything spectacular in terms of like like found footage or haunted house uh the haunted house genre um, but it just provides a lot of really solid, interesting, like, scares and moments, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was good. So, thumbs up for that, and for all of Shinkai's stuff, uh, thumbs down for 99 and Deadstream. Yeah,
2: pl- yeah, please, folks, do not watch Deadstream.
1: Yeah, don't do it. It sucks. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah.
2: And don't watch Curse of La
0: Llorona either. Yeah. No. (laughs) Actually, there's one last thing in terms of just uh, YouTubers as well of just, Mm. like, interesting stuff. Uh, I've also been watching a lot Mm. of Wendigoon lately. Uh, Mm. He covers a lot of, like, horror stuff and also, like, weird real-world shit uh, that Mm -hmm. I find kind of fascinating. Like, he has a video about uh, the time the CIA faked a vampire attack to take over the country. And this is actually, Mm -hmm. like, something that the CIA admitted to, which makes you wonder what the fuck is the CIA not admitting to. Uh, But the reason I I, I bring him up is because, like, you know, he has uh, a few uh, uh, videos that that came out within the last month that are pretty, pretty fascinating. Uh, There's one instance of actually on the subject of of the nuclear stuff, because I was just remembered about this. um, An instance of a a nuclear accident that occurred in, I think it was Japan. Actually, uh, Mm.
1: and, Fukushima? uh,
0: no, 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 no. This is at, like, a power plant. It wasn't, like, Fukushima. Um, Mm. but, like, one of the three people who was exposed somehow managed to survive 83 days with radiation poisoning. Yeah. Yeah, so he has, like, an entire video on that. Uh, he also- Is-
1: is that- is that the one- there's- there's a disaster I read about where, um- they, they have a very extensive documentation on the injuries sustained by everybody.
0: Yes, yeah, th- I yeah, think this I, is it.
1: I've read the science paper of that and, and seen the pictures. It's, it's, it's pretty super grit, fucked up. Yeah. He
0: yes. um, also recently did a video a few days ago uh, about the, the practice of self-mummification, uh, which I thought oh, was Jesus. pretty interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, and, yeah.
0: Uh, about two weeks ago, he dropped a... Uh, five-hour-long video discussing uh, Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian, which was a, oh, a, a very yes. fascinating uh, oh, video I fucking essay. love Blood Meridian. Yeah, so, oh. like, if you're unfamiliar with uh, uh, Wendigan's content, I highly recommend it. Uh, he's got some really great and interesting and fun shit. Uh, he's got, uh, I think it's like a nine- to ten-hour-long video where he, like, explores every aspect of... Uh, the conspiracy theory iceberg, like, just explaining what each conspiracy theory is. It's like, he's like, this isn't necessarily that I believe in this shit, I'm just explaining what these mm-hmm. conspiracy theories are. That's and it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. super fascinating and, and bonkers. He also has another uh, video about uh, McKinney Manor, which is like one of those extreme haunted houses where it's basically just uh, they waterboard you and kick the shit out of you for like nine hours and call it a day. Uh, oh father
2: burke just called that an exorcism
0: yeah <laughs> it's 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 fun stuff and it's it's it ties into like a lot of the stuff that i like which is like fascinating right real world history type stuff mixed with mm-hmm. uh uh occasionally him talking about like fictional stuff and and just horror themed content in general he, he does some pretty good shit
2: yeah hell yeah
1: yeah, it.
0: Yeah. so, yeah, yeah, uh, do any of that except for watch C- for Curse, Curse of La Llorona, or, you know, <laughs> any other shit.
1: Yeah. Alright. Well, guys.
2: What a, <laughs> what f- an enjoyable
1: yeah. experience. Bringing yeah. Curse
2: of La Llorona back into my mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it fun, um. But anyway, I have been cat, aka the attack cat. Uh, I may actually start streaming again on Twitch because I discovered recently that um, I am like three trophies away from getting all of the trophies, all of the Steam trophies for Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. Um, so obviously that can't stand. No. So I might, I figured I might as well stream it because I've already platinumed it on uh, my PS Five, and just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to show people that game. I love it. It's one of my favorite games, so down to play it again and just kind of shoot the shit with people. So that Beautiful. might happen, I don't know, next week, week after, who knows, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, no yeah. commitments either way.
2: <laughs> Good stuff. And this has been your boy, Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. You can catch me streaming on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash Valley Jester. Definitely going to be doing some Honkai Star Rail coming up. Has, and yeah. uh, see, see how much I can commit to the uh, consistency of that. But, uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, come on, swing on by.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Watch them stream, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Please.
0: And don't watch Curse of La Llorona. Yeah.
1: Don't watch Curse of La Llorona or Deadstream. Mm-hmm, <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm James, also known as Saber0307. Catch me on Twitch. Doing stuff. Every now and then. Doing spooky stuff. Or not spooky stuff. I don't fucking care. Everybody get fucked. Oh my god, boys, it's the nun! It's the nun! Oh my god, we've recorded an episode and it's less than two hours long?
1: Oh yeah. Like the old days. (laughs) Like the old days. (laughs) Pre-Tusk. (laughs) Pre-Tusk! God damn it.